Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This episode of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by the Story Skills Workshop, a 30-day workshop designed by best-selling author and storytelling advisor Bernadette Jiwa, together with her friend and marketing guru, Seth Godin. Stories are the way we change minds and win hearts, and telling stories with more skill and intention is the best way to make a difference. This is a workshop where you'll be working alongside creatives, educators, entrepreneurs, scientists, and other amazing humans, learning how to tell better stories and have more impact on the world. I've had the privilege of not only taking the workshop, but also working as a coach in the programme and have experienced firsthand the transformational power of learning how to tell better stories. It's true to say that this podcast comes from seeing that we all have a story to tell and having an impact on the world often starts with telling our own story. The next round of the workshop starts on March 23rd and those kind and generous folks over at Akimbo have given me a link to share with you that will mean you get a 50% discount on the usual price of the programme. The link will be posted in the show notes to this episode, which you can find at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can send me a direct message on Instagram at collectivewisdom underscore pod and I'll let you have the link there. Thanks so much to Bernadette Seth and the team over at Akimbo for such generous support. Hello, my Collective Wisdom friends, and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. My guest this week is the incredibly wise and wonderful Jessica Huey, MBE, no less. Jess is a great friend and fellow coach. And I first encountered her when I was listening to a podcast and she was publicizing her book, Purpose, Find Your Truth and Embrace Your Calling. And I was totally captivated by the way she spoke and her story. So I bought the book, read it, and I was, yeah, not disappointed And I remember writing a review and posting it on Amazon. I think it was entitled, oh, this is a brilliant book that will really touch your heart. And then I found myself at one of her workshops. Jess used to run workshops at the British Library. And when I introduced myself at the end of the workshop, she said, oh, are you the the cat who wrote the the review on Amazon? And I, I guess it should have occurred to me that I thought I was writing the review for other people who might be interested in buying the book. But of course, the author hears those words and 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 is obviously touched by them as well. And so, yeah, that's inspired me to think about my own experience. And I was really, really so thrilled when I had the most wonderful email from a listener, Frank Ebert, who is a, an architect over in, in the US. Frank and I met via the Story Skills Workshop and he reached out with some such beautiful words that I I want to really thank him. And, and the best way I can think to do that is to pay it forward. So I will be sending a copy of Jess's wonderful book, 
over to the States as a thank you. And as a reminder to us all that, you know, the power of words and just remembering to say those thank yous, to acknowledge people, to help them feel seen. That's what Jess is all about. Her coaching takes the form of the Transformational Visibility Academy, which I joined last year and met some incredible women. And I'll be sharing some more of their stories in further episodes of the podcast, I hope. But in the meantime, yeah, Jess herself, if you're interested in finding out a bit more about the work she does, I know she's running a workshop on the 29th of March. You can find details about that on her Instagram and her website, all of which will be linked in the show notes. And the conversation, as you'll hear, she has this warmth, this inner knowing. She talks a lot about trusting your own intuition and her own process of discovering who she's really here to be and how she can help. So with that, I'll hand you over to Jess and her beautiful stories. I'm so thrilled to welcome today a very special guest. I cannot believe that, yeah, this is one of the the real highlights of of doing this work is being able to share stories with some incredible people. So my guest today is Jessica Huey, MBE, and she has so many great accolades that it's hard to know where to start, really. She's the daughter of a Jamaican father and an English mother and has gone from being a young, single teenage mum living in London to building and running a successful PR company setting up Colorblind Cards, which was the first greetings card company to really embrace cards portraying people from diverse and multicultural backgrounds, for which she was actually recognized with a medal from the Queen because it was so good. And then going on to becoming a Hay House published author with her book, Purpose, Find Your Truth and Embrace Your Calling. And I first came across Jess when she was interviewed on a podcast about her new book, which was written at a time when she was dealing with the loss of her incredible father. And it just contains so much wisdom about love and loss. It's about her own path to understanding who she really is and when all those layers appeal back, what she's here to do in the world with her incredible gifts. It spoke to me and it turns out it spoke to so many others in such a powerful way that I've been recommending it to people, anyone who'll listen, I tell them to go and read that book. So I've since been fortunate enough to attend some of Jess's incredible workshops on finding fulfillment and purpose and love. And her latest creation is the amazing Transformational Visibility Academy, which she just shows up and resonates with such energy that you find yourself truly stepping into your own potential. So it was definitely there that the seed for this podcast was sown. And I just knew I had it in me to go forward and and create this, which which makes it all the more thrilling to have her here with me as a guest to share some of her immense wisdom and powerful stories. So thanks, Jess, for joining me. Thank you so much. It's the most beautiful introduction. <laughs> oh, it's all so heartfelt. And there's so much that's not said there in terms of what you bring to the table and that energy and enthusiasm and just pure sense of seeing people when you 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 have such an intuitive way about you that is just beautiful, beautiful. So yeah, I'm really grateful. Thank you. Amazing to hear your, to, just to, to be doing the, on, to, on the flip side, incredible to be here and 
Yes, because you, you know it, there is my role, but you also have to be willing to take the step and to so to see you doing this now and to be a guest is it's really special. Thank you oh, for having me. <laughs> fantastic. So so just in your own words, tell us a bit about yourself and and yeah, what's going on for you in your life at the moment? What's going on? I'm writing again, which is exciting. Fantastic. I'm writing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, busy with the Transformational Visibility Academy just exploring how I can, I think having run it, you know, it launched in January, Kat, you were one of the first tranche. So just continuing to evolve that and hone into, into more deeply into my gifts and yeah, explore how I can better support the women who are coming through the program. But it's magic. You know, I'm, I moved to Jamaica in, in April, as you know, with my son. Yeah. Yeah, so I have to say, one of the things I, I think I admire most in you is, is this capacity to just, when you feel a calling in your heart, you just act on it in a way that takes such courage. But yeah, I've seen you just go, well, boom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and do this now. And it's incredible, incredible. You know, and I haven't always lived that way. Um, you know, you know that having read, having read Purpose Cat, but I think the experience with the book and, and really discovering that there was another way, there was another way to live, which didn't involve clinging on to the steering wheel of our lives and trying to control and premeditate. And, you know, there is, of course, it's all about balance, isn't it? And there's something to be said for, for planning and strategizing. But when your entire life is wrapped up in that way of being, mm. you miss out on the magic. And I think for me, purpose it taught me so much just in the way that it came into the world, you know, from a place of no agenda and then seeing the impact and seeing the connection that was only possible because it came out of that really beautiful magic space. You know, I, I have a reference point for what, for, yeah, for an alternative way. So I think that that listening is, is a way that um, it's the only way I can live my life now, really. Yeah, it came that I think that's the most impactful thing. It came from such a beautiful space. You didn't set out to say, I'm going to write this book and it's going to be about this. It was it was really from a place deep inside you. And interestingly enough, I think it's the second chapter that's titled You Are Not Broken. And that is such a powerful message for so many people who probably are internalizing all this pain and discomfort and just if, if, if it helps people see that coaching, especially the, the work you do, it's not about fixing people. It's about seeing potential that they don't see in themselves and encouraging them to just explore what it would look like to, to look at, you know, listen to what's in their heart and say, yeah, what would it take to just put that out there and see how it resonates, which is just magical, incredible. I mean, it's, 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 you know, they say that you teach what you need to learn. And I think it's just a continue, you know, as we were sort of chatting about before we, we, we got onto the interview, it's, it's this continued deepening of that, of that, of that integration of that, that coming to a place of congruency where we, and I think what's the, the, the most the part that I love the most about the Academy is supporting women in in recognizing that everything they've ever experienced 
you know, the so-called bad, you know, the, the yeah. challenges, as well as all of the skills and the highs and the learning, that it all has positioned them perfectly for who they are here to be and the gifts they have to share. And, and that's a journey I continue to be on myself, which is of, of integration. And it's such a profound, magical moment when you really embody that unbrokenness and realize how it's perfectly set you up you know, that your healing is your calling. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I think one of the things that came out was the relationships that you form with people, you know, within that academy. But largely it's because you're all going through that embracing, you know, there were highs and there were lows and there were, but at the end of the day, there wasn't just this sense of everybody else is doing it and I'm not. And, you know, it was, it, it, it doesn't all happen in a great trajectory. You, you, you have to lean into it and and get settled with that discomfort and then and then move forward in that way and yeah i love what you're saying about you you often teach what you need to learn and i think i've found that to be true in coaching so much so much so digging into your stories i'm so intrigued to hear what you're going to tell me but what was your story around an act of kindness that has impacted you I mean, the first one that came to mind, and it's, it's funny because as, as it came to mind, I thought, oh, are you cheating? And I thought, no, this is the first thing that came into my heart, which was, was my little boy. Oh, and uh, I, I shared, yeah, I shared this story on Instagram, but we were driving, sort of coming out of the, the community where we live recently, and there are some security guards and, I'm, you know, ran down the window and said, hey, how are you doing? And um, it was a, a female security that day, Alison, and she said, oh, good, really good, but it's so hot. You know, we need a fan in here. And it was just a kind of throwaway comment. And my son, who was in the car in the back, um, had just had his birthday and got some birthday money. And he said, I've got an idea. I sort of saw he sort of furrows his brow and you could see his, his little mind work. He says, I've got an idea as we're driving. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to use my birthday money, buy some water, and then resell it and use some of the profits to buy a fan for the security guards. Oh. And, he, and he, so he did. And we went off and, you know, I supported him in doing that. And yesterday we dropped off this fan. But it was, the, it was just the thought. It just moved me so much. And, and the whole process of, you know, there was all of the, 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 the gift of him going through the process of working out, you know, researching how much the fan costs and what's the water and what's yeah. the cost price. And all that was great. But even just, even before he'd handed over the fan at the end of the, the project, watching the faces of the people who were buying the water from him and seeing them lit up and just seeing the love when they understood his motivation for doing this was just, what was, it was behind just beautiful, beautiful. Oh, that's not cheating at all. That's an amazing <laughs> story. That's just fabulous. And I think... I think children, yeah, children actually come to it so much more easily. They're so instinctive around if I do something nice for somebody else, it, it reflects back to me the whole time, not necessarily from that person directly, but just all of those ripples that, you know, and it just puts you in, yeah, such a good mood. And I presume it went down amazingly well with, and, and it will, it'll be something that, he can look back on and just go, yeah, you know, I had that instinct in me right from an early age. Phenomenal. Oh, that's just, yeah, that's, I think that's what's so lovely about this story in particular is it's always, there's always a, an element of you reminding yourself of what it feels like when your heart opens, which is, is just amazing. 
Fantastic. So moving on to the reason I, I sort of connect challenge with acts of kindness is because often it's kindness that helps you through a challenge so that they're, they're often into, you know, I'm finding as I'm speaking to people that it's the act of kindness will then lead into, Oh yeah. And then that, that reminds me about the challenge and, and there is a bit of relation. So is that true for you? A challenge. I mean, again, I think the first thing that came into my heart to share was, was probably it, it's the biggest challenge, which is, is, is healing through trauma. You know, it's healing mm. through trauma and um, it isn't something that's easy to, to box up in the same way that, you know, my act of kindness was. But I, I, I kind of come back to where we started, which is around this process of integrating it. And um, yeah, feel free to jump in and ask me questions, Kat, because it's a biggie. <laughs> no, so where do you start with it? I mean healing through trauma and and it sounds to me like you're going to a place where you know we have to explore the fact that in life there's always going to be pain mm. but it's not always necessary to stay in the suffering and i think mm. that's a message that comes through so often it's how how we how we embrace pain which you know anything that involves loss is is always really traumatic and i know even from your own story around losing your dad but it's almost a testament to him and part of the legacy that he leaves that you've gone through that pain and written this amazing book which has helped so many people who are dealing with their own losses and their own trauma in life which I think is probably the greatest gift that you can give to your dad as a, as a mark of respect and, and gratitude for the way he brought you up and, you know, just incredible. Yeah. It's the par it's the paradox. It's, it's, it's when we are um, brave enough to, to feel, you know, to, to feel, we need to feel in order to feel all of the, the beauty and connection and love that life that is really our truth mm. in order to be able to do that we must also feel into the other parts of ourselves that so often we suppress and push away and so my journey has been one of continuing to to revisit and see and, and discover all of me and love all of me in yeah. order to bring all of me into the world yeah there's there's so much magic in that it isn't all pretty but it's it's uh it's it's liberating that you know doing the work is is so freeing mm. yeah and the other thing that springs to mind is one of those most powerful conversations that came out of the the whole you know we were together in the transformational visibility program when george floyd's murder hit the press and just the the conversation that was so confronting and I, I know from my own experience, I had a massive blind spot thinking that that was something that was going on in the US, that it was it was really not a, a universal sentiment. And it was a really enlightening, and, and I'm, it's one of the things I remain so grateful for, that I was with you and within that group, there's a very cultural, diverse group, that the conversations were had in a very safe place, but really, you know, it, it brought a lot of emotion up to the surface, just having to acknowledge that I hadn't seen it for what it was as being such a, 
yeah, an unfair playing field, so difficult to to put into words. And, you know, that that when you're talking about healing through trauma, that felt to me like it was huge trauma. And now it's up to us collectively to start to look at what healing can look like. Yeah, I mean, confrontation, it feels for, for me like this 2020 has been about confrontation with ourselves, both collectively, you know, but also individually, if we've chosen to, to view it as such. And yeah, we have to be willing to have the, when I talk about we have to be willing to feel, we have to be willing to feel and express. And that sometimes looks like uncomfortable conversations but it's only through the doing that, through the, the, the freedom to actually express and move out of, you know, normalizing or blind spots or numbing. Yeah. We're able to move through it, you know, together or individually in order to be part of the whole. And just being able to acknowledge, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I can't, I can't just say, okay, it's fine. You know, yeah. this is how I'm feeling today about this. And that's why I need to have this conversation, which for so many of us, we we do push things away and think I'll deal with that later. Or And that's when I think the, the trauma stays as trauma. It do, we don't it, we don't get a chance to sort of move through it and and deal with it, confront it. Living by rules that, you know, don't serve us you know mm. it's not appropriate to have that conversation here or we're supposed to be talking about that or you know all of those things that can come to mind so easily but actually they're all to the they're all at the detriment of our humanity <laughs> yeah they're all at yeah. the detriment of our humanity and so it does take sometimes or as often as possible being willing to, yeah, see past the shoulds and, yeah, again, bring, bring what's really going on for us to the table, obviously in a way that's boundaried and safe, but there's so much healing to be had when we do. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And for somebody who, I mean, when, when you look at your story, you have a capacity to overcome challenge there's been so many episodes in your life you know like waking up and finding oh I'm a 17 year old single mum with very few resources and do you now do you think that you know there's something you said around you build on these experiences and it's by overcoming the wisdom that you find when you overcome a challenge can then feed into the next one not that it makes it totally you know I can I can easily overcome this but just that you find that resilience to know that you can start to trust yourself to be able to deal with this. Yeah, I think we have, we create reference points for ourselves, which make it easier to move through the challenge the next time. I think, as you say, it doesn't necessarily make, mean you, the same fears don't come up mm. because those are also part of us. They're, they're part of the stories that we've built up because of our experiences and our views of the world. I think, I think I'm learning that those things don't necessarily change, but what shifts is our ability to observe them and then yeah. take action anyway. Action which is aligned with who we really are, who we really want to be, rather than responding in this kind of reactive, 
at the effects of life. And, and that's what shifts. And also, you know, really coming to take ownership of how we can utilize having come through those experiences and challenges and, 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 you, and, and share them, you know, and, 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 and use them as a, as a, a, a deeper, greater way to serve others. Is mm. also, yeah. It's also um, healing in itself. Yeah. So that's a very valid point that often we think of a challenge as being something we have to overcome ourselves. And yet if we can take ourselves out of it a bit and start to think about, yeah, it's, it's a bit that empathy piece, isn't it? It's about, how can I help myself? But through helping other people, often that that can just take you out of your own sense of overwhelm and this is impossible. It deflects from where you are just being in isolation and helps you to work through something without really acknowledging it yourself. You know, it's just, well, if I, if I can reframe this and say, how can I move out of my own way by helping other people? that can often be the key to yeah finding finding the way through for a for a really difficult challenge i think you know we can only give to others as much as we can give to ourselves right so it has mm. to always be from a place of yeah first of all you know giving ourselves that that love and and compassion and kindness um so that we're able to then share it yeah yeah which comes back to that whole you are not broken which is, i think that's why I encourage people to to read your book because I think it's a message which not it's not for everybody but it's just that sense that no matter where you are in life how bad things are it's all it's all possible to turn things around and you know yeah get to the get to the point where you can look back on it and go wow I told myself a story that that was it that there was there was no other possibility but this one which is just magical so I know that music for you plays a really important part in life I know that you've really sort of embraced the inner dancer in yourself and I'm you know one of the the reasons I ask about music is partly because I think it's such a a universal language but also because most people I know have a story around a piece of music that can take them from where they are now to a place that's got such great memories and such great associations. And I, I usually find, especially with people who are writers and creatives, that they're so good at this because they've spent a lot of time trawling through, you know, one of the exercises you go through when you start writing is to just write out, I remember, I remember, I remember, and, and just see what comes to the surface. So what, um, what comes to mind for you when you're sharing a piece of music? My piece of music was A Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Phenomenal, which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And I think, and it's special because it was my wedding dance with my dad. So, oh, yeah. And it just, it just conjures up, you know, it was six weeks before he passed on and he was so ill. You know, he, he was, but he, and he arrived at the airport in his wheelchair, but he was able to have this little slow dance with me. Yeah. And it, like, you know, we started by talking about paradox, didn't we, a little bit? And it, and it is just that. It's the paradox of life. And it just, you know, it, that song reminds me of how much beauty can be wrapped up in pain, you know, yeah. and how much love can be contained in grief and, and is contained, you know. And it's, it's, 
yeah, it just brings me back to love. And of course the words themselves are, are so special, you know, because it is a wonderful world and it's um, a constant practice of, of being able to see that through the, the trees sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you hear that music, yeah, you're taken back either to that wedding day or just that moment with your dad and, and yeah, a celebration of the fact you're so, it's so true that, and I think that's why it's such a popular song, but I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to be making a playlist to go with alongside the podcast. So each season will have its own own and that's just such a yeah a treasure of a piece to put in there and I hope it it helps people yeah just just when you we need a moment of inspiration or you're you're in the middle of something that's really quite challenging take yourself away to a piece of music that can often transport you from the pain that you're in now to to a, a place of comfort to a place of healing fantastic so what a great one to share and then I've been asking people because this is the collective wisdom podcast so it's all about the fact that you know when we come together and share our wisdom we have so many more answers and we're so good at giving you know how often can you say to somebody as a friend oh here's some advice here's a great thing to do and we don't often do that for ourselves you know we we're we're so much kinder to other people it's like no don't 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 worry about it. It will be fine. And you know, where you beat yourselves up. So is there a piece of wisdom or advice that you would share with a younger version of yourself or with people who are coming up through the ranks now and you just wish you'd known when you were, when you were young? So the younger me, I would say you are held. I would say you're held. Yeah. Yeah. And that you're not alone. And you just need to ask for the help. You need to ask, you know, yeah. and, and, and it will show up. And, you know, when I say that, I mean that in quite a spiritual way, which is my journey, you know, but actually it also translates into sort of, you know, into the practical, you know, you are held and people do care and you, you just need to admit to, to to ask, you know, this, I think many of us are so self-reliant often to our own detriment. And, um, but yeah, that, uh, it was a real shift for me when I came to experience that life didn't all rest on my little weary shoulders, you know? Yeah. That you're not alone. Yeah. And that, that so often if people knew that you needed this help, people really are happy to help. It's just, they need to know how, how can I help is, is yeah. And just reaching out to people. Yeah. That's brilliant. Brilliant. So thank you so much, Jess, for joining me. I really appreciate the time. I know you're super, super busy at the moment. And uh, as we were talking before the podcast started, it's the end of the year and everybody's kind of madly preparing things and you've had a big move in your life. So I am so grateful to you. And I know that there are people out there who are going to hear this and just, yeah get a piece of that special feeling of what it is to be in the room with Jessica Huey. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kat. Lots of love. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow, what a powerful conversation that was. And I love Jess's final wisdom, you are held, which is kind of what we need to remind ourselves when we're looking for that trust and that courage we need to make a leap into the unknown. So true. And it's funny because at the end of the interview, when I was editing and getting this ready to ship, 
I had totally forgotten that there were some stories. I'd asked Jess to turn the tables and interview me because just before I launched the podcast, I was experimenting and playing with with being interviewed and being the interviewer. And she was so gracious and she did just that. And it's funny how these things come to you at just the right time. It's been two and a half months now since Sim and my middle son, Josh, left for Singapore. And although we knew we weren't going to see each other for a while, I don't think we had quite anticipated it was going to be quite so long. And we're definitely missing them back here. But one of the stories I shared with Jess when she interviewed me was this act of simple kindness. And Sim has been one of the biggest fans of the podcast. He's been really supportive and giving me such great feedback. So this is a perfect time to share this story and to say hi and we miss you from across the waves. And thanks to Sim and and Jess for being such superstars. So it is a real honour to be able to switch roles, um, having been a guest on your podcast, Kat, and ask you the very questions that you were asking guests to share. This is a bit um, I don't like. Is, <laughs> Kat Preston, coach extraordinaire. Um, I would love to know an act of kindness that's really touched you. Well, you know, one of the reasons this story comes to me and the reason I have this prompt as a story on the podcast is because I have had so many acts of kindness thrown at me. I have led such a lucky, privileged life full of people who have been so, so kind. And I think it's an undervalued currency. I don't think we realize how much kindness can help us to get to where we want to be. Kindness can really reflect back to us. So when we act in a kind way, it opens our heart, you know, and and the, the way I know my heart has opened is because my tear ducts open and I start to cry, you know, but if you think about just a time when you have said something really nice to someone or someone's felt a bit seen and a bit heard how how for me there's a little buzz on the back of my head I just get this little feeling even if I think about how it would be to choose a really special gift for somebody or you know I've got that person in mind but the moment when you're just standing saying to someone wow I just I think you've just done an amazing job and how that can really resonate with you so for me, um, it's quite a funny story, but my the act of kindness that impacted me most recently was back in 2018. I I'd signed up to do this workshop called the Alt MBA. I'd been I'd moved back to the UK after 20 years of living overseas, and I'd been running a, a jewelry business in Hong Kong. And I thought I would just take the jewelry business and set it back up in the UK, and it would all just unplug it there and plug it in here. And and yet what I found was that shift home, that move back home after so many years left me questioning, sorry, who who really am I? And all my identity was in this website and this business. And, and yet I didn't have all the connection and the people around me and the customers and all the, you know, I hadn't realized how grateful I was to those people who kept supporting me and being really kind. And so I I was sort of searching for what's next. And I, I knew I didn't want to do an exact replica of what I'd spent the last five years doing. So it was kind of, where am I going with this? And I was listening to a podcast and Seth Godin was talking about this alt MBA. And I didn't really know why I wanted to do it, but I just thought that will help me 
understand what the new business model is going to look like. And so I applied to do it. And I still remember, you know, he, he said, somebody asked, who, who's this for? You know, who should be taking this course? And he said, well, I don't, I can't really give you a demographic. What I can tell you is if you don't apply, you won't get in. And so I literally went home and applied that day. And I was like, so then I got an email to say you're in and I paid the money and I kept thinking to myself, what am I doing? What am I doing? Anyway, I got to the first day, the first call, and I was feeling a massive crushing weight of imposter. And I, I just thought, I've got nothing to offer. I'm going to get in there and there's going to be these 30 other people and they're going to be so you know, business orientated and I'm just not going to be able to hold my own and I don't know what I'm doing and why did I do this? And I felt sick as a dog all day. And I got on the first call and they were talking about how we're just going to have to trust the process and make sure you've communicated with your family because it's 30 days and you're going to have to throw yourself into it. And it's every weekend and every evening and there's a lot of work. It's a 30 day sprint. And I realized that I hadn't actually communicated any of this to my family. In fact, I hadn't really told them that I was doing this. And so I, I think that brought up more fear than the actual course itself. And I remember I came off the call and I was feeling sort of slightly less sick than I was when I went onto the call thinking, hey, I can do this. But I knew I had to sort of speak to my family. And I so, so I called my husband, Sim, who was working in London at the time. And I just, I started to explain to him. And then I just found, you know, I was just like, I've done this terrible thing. I've just, I don't know. I don't know why I've done it. I've just, I've just, and he, I realized he thought I was going to tell him that, you know, I'd had an affair or, you know, the marriage was over or, and he was like, what, what, what's, what, what terrible thing? What have you done? What's going on? I said, I've signed up for this online course and it's, it's, it was 3,000 US dollars and I don't know why I did it. And anyway, it's going to take me all month and I, I've got to tell you about it because you're going to, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going to fit it in. And, and uh, you could hear the relief in his voice and he was just like, oh, it's just an online course. What? It's just an online course. What, what are you talking about? And I, you know, he was just sort of smiling away. And then he said the most remarkable thing and he said, um, well, it sounds like you're just going to have to trust the process. And that's not something he has ever said to me before or since. <laughs> and it was so funny because I'd heard this on the call and it was just permission to dig in. And it was so kind of him to see me where I was. He could quite easily have said, well, listen, that's your bag. You're going to have to deal with it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to fit it in either, but you're going to have to yeah. make. Yeah, he just said, look, just so take precious. the time dig in mm -hmm. and so I did and he then created all this space you know he literally picked up all the pieces with all the kids I even had my sister's three young children coming over for the second weekend because I committed to she was going to a wedding and she didn't have anyone to look after them so I said not only our kids but her kids you've got six <laughs> kids for the middle weekend and I really just dug into this thing mm -hmm. and by the end of it they reached out to me and said would you be interested in training with us to become part of the coaching team? And it kind of just validated everything that I had done and not knowing why I had done it, but it taught me that when you feel that calling, mm. you often don't know what's, what's going to open up. I could not have pictured the opportunity that became, you know, then I ended up coaching and then here I am, I am now a fully fledged coach and that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do. But it, for me, it stemmed from that one act of kindness, which was to say, yeah, this sounds like something you're really 
committed mm. to doing. So trust the process, which means for me, trust yourself. Just trust yeah. yourself. You've got this. And so, yeah, that's my story about how one simple act of kindness can really just help you to embrace that when you're feeling most vulnerable and uncomfortable and why am I doing this to have someone say I don't know I don't know either but just go and do it fantastic fantastic how fresh that's so beautiful and finally Kat a piece of wisdom that you would tell your younger self so it comes back to that whole trust the process which for some people they go what does that mean what does that even mean and I've as I say I've come to understand that it means trust yourself you will find whether it's through reaching out to somebody else or just going deep inside to find that knowing inside yourself. And I don't think that's something that just comes with a breadth of experience. I really think that, especially when you're younger, the temptation is not to trust yourself, to think you have Mm -hmm. to Google and find the answers Mm. or to think that you have to know all the answers Mm. and to put that armor on and hide behind all those labels. And, but really it's about just trusting yourself to show up as who you are. Mm. And that's what people will gravitate towards. And whenever I do that, that's when I connect with people. That's when it really resonates when I'm pretending to be someone else, not so much, you know, just trust yourself and, and show up as you. So that that. would be my wisdom. Yeah. Classic. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you, Kat. You've been a wonderful guest on your own podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, I I just, I hope it's all going well. And yeah, it's so good to see your face. And yes, we'll just have to keep in touch and I'll keep you posted. But hugely grateful. Hugely grateful. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.